So, fiddle me this. It's been said that baseball is America's favorite pastime, and that it's tough to argue. Baseball should hold a place in the heart of every American. So should fiddling. Since its arrival on this side of the pond, fiddle music has been passed down mother to son, friend to foe, south to north, east to west, and every nook and cranny along the way. Tunes take on new meanings, new names, new feels from person to person. Shaped by local community and purpose and region, fiddle music truly captures the spirit of a people. Across America, we can hear this tradition. I'm JT, and these are some of today's fiddlers playing their tunes and sharing tales. Welcome to Fiddle Me This. Today's guest is a true Pacific Northwesterner. Born in the Oregon State capital, Salem, Oregon, he started fiddling around 1982 after feeling challenged by his brother. Learning some tunes from his friends, he first entered the National Old Time Fiddlers Contest at Weezer, Idaho, just a few years later. Despite placing 59th out of 70 contestants, he was hooked on fiddling. Since then, he's continued learning tunes from neighbors, friends, cassette tapes, vinyl records, and jams all across the Pacific Northwest. In 2010, he won first place in the adult division at the National Old Time Fiddle Contest in Weezer, Idaho. Today, you can hear him playing in local groups like the Pudding River Band or the Sunfish Duo Trio, as well as backyards and sometimes front yards all over Portland. Meet my good buddy, Andy Emmert. <laughs> well, I never met a fiddle player I'd blame for being sharp either. <laughs> Wait, should I be laughing? I don't know, maybe you should be playing a tune. Play me
<laughs> Where'd you learn that? I think I learned that from a CD somewhere, but I don't remember who was playing on it. Isn't yeah. that terrible? I am, I'm guilty of being a very disorganized fiddle player. Like lots of people will say, I absolutely love that player, and so I'm going to emulate them and play their tune real close to the way they play it. But I'm, I'm way too disorganized for that. So I'll, I'll learn bits and pieces of this player's and bits and pieces of this player's, and then it kind of evolves into something completely different with sort of likable and uh, familiar parts. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of it not so likable. I just like to borrow bits and pieces and yeah. steal. Uh, lots of flagrant theft. Uh, but I kind of, my fiddle tunes just kind of form, and it's easy to say that they also change because um, I don't think I play them the same way. And I, I'm very moody, so my tunes come out that way. Like, in my, if I'm feeling really organized and happy, then hopefully my fiddle playing represents that. But sometimes it's kind of dark and sinister. Well. What do you feel like playing next? Well, you know, a tune that I've I've been really enjoying, I do have a recording of uh, Dick Barrett playing Woe Mule. Mm -hmm. I have to kind of think on it. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a recording of Dick Barrett playing this. And so, and I know it's one that I've heard uh, several other fiddle players play it, but it's a really old-timey kind of tune. All right. Uh, and I would say easily that a bunch of my favorite players include dick barrett and benny thomason like old-fashioned texas style i just like the old stuff a lot
<laughs> oh man, this is a this is a blast. Cool. I'm having fun. This is just what I needed. We are we are in the midst of weird stuff happening. Like we are clouds of darkness yeah. gathering. You know, and it's weird when it's a Monday afternoon and all of a sudden it's it goes from light to dark. Yeah. And you're expe- you're expecting that the sun is going to shine through and you're expecting really beautiful weather, but when a fire kicks up, it can really throw a lot of smoke. You said you were fire. You reminded me. You told me this before, but you used to fire fires. I did. In fact, um, shortly out of high school, I took some community college classes. I studied some botany and biology, and I took chemistry. And uh, the local botany teacher suggested that I apply for the Forest Service because there were botany crews hiring. And um, so I filled out, this was all back in the analog days before you filled out a, a digital form online. But uh, so I filled out the employment application and I got a call from the Forest Service office in Ukiah, Oregon, which is south of Pendleton. And it's in the Blue Mountains. And I worked for the North Fork John Day Ranger District. And I got on the silviculture crew, which is the tree planting apparatus of the Forest Service. So you'd go out uh, on a crew, I think they were a crew of three or so, and this was back in 1990, and you'd go out and you'd survey what trees you'd look for, mortality, height, age, and a number of other factors, and you might even go into a larger stands of timber that it might be 40 years old rather than 15 or 10 years old. And you're just thinking, look at all them fiddles. And I saw a lot of really beautiful trees. Yes, I certainly did. Did you meet any fiddle players when you was back around that, that part of the country? Um, I would say I met a few. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, didn't run into a lot of fiddle players in Eastern Oregon. However, I actually did. I stumbled upon a group known as the Blue Mountain Old Time Fiddlers, mm-hmm. and I met their um, very famous president by the name of Charlie Trump. Okay. And um, Charlie Trump was a logger and a sawmill operator, and he lived into his 90s, and wow. he was still playing. He was actually still playing and chopping wood at 89. Wow. and uh, That's impressive. Yeah, I remember meeting him for the second time as I'd become an adult, and uh, he had recently just broken his neck while chopping wood. And so he, he was playing fiddle with a cast around his neck, and wow. he'd, he had a hard time with his index finger with arthritis. So he learned all of his tunes, and he could... As long as he could squeeze his fiddle and he could play with second finger, third finger, he he changed a bunch of tunes into different keys so he could actually keep playing. So he could keep playing them. Yeah, but man, tough as nails. Well, that's all. What what kind of tunes would he play? You remember any tunes he'd play off the top of your head? Um, somewhere I have a recording of him playing soap suds, but I've lost. Soap I've misplaced it. I've never I've heard that misplaced tune. Misplaced it, but I when I find it, I will <laughs> learn it. I will play it for you. Sounds like a tune you play in the bathtub. <laughs> Uh, I know he played Red Wing. Okay.
that's a pretty old tune. That was my grandma's favorite tune, or at least one time I asked her that. One of the many times I asked her, that was one of her answers. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, you know, it's easy to say that a musician, if they start out fairly young, hopefully they get really good encouragement from elders. And I think that's what is so cool about music, but even so cool about fiddle playing in, in particular, is that if you can latch on to some people who show you a bunch of tunes or give you encouragement, it can really take you a long ways. And some of the fiddle players that I remember, they've long since gone. Um, but there are players like Leonard Moss and uh, um, Bob Crump and uh, a super cool guy. Give me a minute. I'm trying to remember his last name. Ah, uh, yes. Bob and Dulcie Fast. Bob Fast uh, worked from a dairy here in the Portland area, and I know he drove an old Ford pickup truck. He lived at Clinton, and I'm going to say 36th or so. And uh, I remember he lived, he, I think he was diabetic. He wound up in a wheelchair. But when I would go play with him and listen to him play, his face would just light up, and he had all these really great tunes. And both my mother and my father really enjoyed Bob Fast, and especially both Bob and his wife, Dulcie. And he was a rather great fixture in fiddle players uh, Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday-ish evening, afternoon get-togethers. This is the Oregon Old Time Fiddlers. They would meet in places like Woodburn, Grange, uh, McMinnville Grange, in Salem at the, at the Senior Center. And I remember seeing all these super cool old-timers, and um, I'm going to add a couple more. I remember Bud Beck and Bill Yoey, and there are like tons and tons of more more fiddle players, but they really were really important to me. I was this little kid of maybe 11, 12 years old, 10, 11, 12, and here I would show up, and a lot of these old-timers would be playing pool, and they would be telling stories and playing fiddle tunes, and all of a sudden I show up with this little squeaky violin, and they said, well, let me teach you this, how this goes. Yeah. Um, so I got a really, really great introduction to what it's like to be a fiddle player, and um, all of those guys... Uh, they're just real precious. I will always cherish yeah. those memories of all these old timers and That's these awesome. great players. Yeah, I um, mean, also say you know, Carol Ann Wheeler was a really great influence when I was young. I learned a bunch of tunes from her, and I especially enjoyed. They're real close to my age. Her son and daughter. And that's Grant Wheeler and Tiffany, mm -hmm. both really great fiddle players. And I remember Grant not only was a fiddle player, but also played tenor guitar. So, of course, in a few years, like, I had to obtain a tenor guitar. Yeah. And had to play just like him, because he was really, really cool. Oh, I wish Grant would play that tenor guitar again. I'd sure enjoy hearing that. I know. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. Um, but what if I... Can I play a tune that I learned from that era? Like I'd when love I was to hear my, that. My early... I wasn't even a teenager yet. I think I was probably 12. You can play whatever you're um, feeling. Okay, this is in the key of D, um, um, and it's uh, Ragtime Annie. All right, I'll give it my best shot.
nothing wrong with a little ragtime every now and then. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just, when you play that tune, you think, ah, uh, you know, you put your tools down, you're probably tired, it's the end of the day, and it's time to play some fiddle tunes. And so all of your cares and worries and gripes and pains and aches and agonies, uh, it's time to play some ragtime in. So it sounds like you just described exactly how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's life, you know. That's how it, it, is. It's, it is. This fiddle music's meant to be uh, make people feel better. Right. It's it's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it really is. Fiddle Me This was funded in part by Bubbaville, a nonprofit dedicated to the educational and cultural enrichment of the Portland metro region through traditional music and dance. A staple on the West Coast, the Portland Old Time Gathering has been going for more than 20 years and brings national and regional American traditional musicians together. Go to BubbaGuitar.com for more information. Thanks, Bubbaville, for sponsoring Fiddle Me This. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep those stories. You know, young people gotta get around and hear those those guys. It seems like, uh, you know, you're just talking about. Uh, Bill Yoey and I uh, forget some of the other names you said, but uh, that's a lot of names because I'm not from around here. And uh, I knew who they were in my community, and I looked up to them. And uh, Jim Brunson's one. He would always show me things. Cool. And, uh, you know, I'd always play rhythm for him. He couldn't show me much, but he'd tell me, you know, there's a YouTube video of Jimmy Martin trying to tell a fiddle player what to do. And, uh, you know, most fiddle players are like, Jimmy Martin can't tell no fiddle player what to do. But if you watch that fiddle player, that fiddle player sat there and did it again and again and again until finally he done it the way Jimmy wanted it to, and the accent was different. There was a different thing. It took him a while, cool. but Jimmy kept working with him, and he got it, and it's how you communicate. You know, Not everybody can communicate in the same way, but if you work hard enough, you'll get the point, and you'll get it, and it changed the song just like that, mm-hmm. and it was just how Jimmy Martin wanted it, and that's the most important thing. You know, everybody likes their song a little bit different, and you were talking about that earlier. But that's yeah. all right, you know, get a fiddle and get it out of your system, you know?
Yeah. Yes. So I have to make a shout out to a really good buddy of mine, a fiddle player and guitar player that I've known for a many, many, many years, probably since 1981 or so. Uh, his name is John Malnichuk, lives in Vancouver, Washington. He was a fixture around here because uh, he played backup for all of these really great friends of mine. Uh, and he was young enough that he has outlasted, you know, he's still around, still plays quite a bit. Of course, I have to mention Joey McKenzie. Like, what a great guitar player. What a great fiddle player. Inspired a lot of musicians locally. Um, I could just give you name after name of people. After name after he's, name. He's inspired. You but could, yeah. I think it, you know, what's really cool about fiddle playing is that you... Um, you behave a certain way and you, you bring people into your into your culture and you bring them in and you say, hey, do you want to learn some of this stuff? And I think it's really special if you actually really get to know someone and learn a lot of their tunes. You know, we're talking about history of tunes and the way they passed on, but, you know, people forget tunes or you can make still make tunes up, you know. Yeah. And it still happens. It happens much more regularly than than we think it does. Everybody's trying to copy old versions. That's cool. That's that's a great place to learn to start, but you got to and and you can't help but put your own voice to it. Right. You know. And um and that's what everybody that showed me anything encouraged me to do was here's how I do it and then once I got it it's like, well, I'd try to do it so good to the same way they were doing it. They're like, "No, kid, I'm doing it wrong, so you don't really want to do it that way. <laughs> it's like you're a kid. You're like, well, man, I love the way you did the, the way you done that. You know, the way you phrased it, or whatever you did. And uh, it's not about you know, music is about and, and learning your voice on your instrument. It's about having your own voice. Right. And, but it's about respecting your elders and and understanding that there's a reason they told these stories the way they told them. You know. Right. And uh, there's a balance there of learning, you know, nobody else, some of those licks, nobody else is going to carry on but you. And uh, that's that becomes just what you said earlier. You said, I'm a disorganized fiddle player. I learn bits and pieces. You learn the bits and pieces. I bet you learn the bits and pieces that you're inspired to learn. Right. That's yeah. the same with me. Right. I ain't no fiddle player, but, you know, that's that's what I do with the backup, you know. Mm -hmm. But But then I'll... You know, if a fiddle player tells me he don't like what I'm doing, well, I learn what they want. You know, and I try my best to get. There's so many fiddle players, you can't please them all, but uh, I tried to when I was younger. <laughs> um, can I play for you a tune that's loose in my mind, but I wrote it? Hell yes. Okay. Ah! <laughs> I stoked you brought one of those. Yes. And um, you know, there's a fiddle player in Canada, Miley Barron who used to go to Weezer, and I think he was an older gentleman even in the 1980s. But anyway, he, he kind of played this super cool Canadian style, and I thought how cool it was that you'd have people from all over North America converging on little Weezer, Idaho, in the middle of nowhere to play fiddle tunes. And, um, and so I kind of, this, he and his playing kind of inspired this tune. East Portland... Break down real polka pipe. Blues. Blues. Sunny time blues. Sunny Because <laughs> we wish we had a little bit of them.
2018. Thanks for listening to Fiddle Me This, and thanks to Andy Emmert for sharing his tunes and stories with us. Having no website of his own, Andy would like to encourage people to check out the local Oregon old-time fiddlers. Check them out at ootfa.org. That's O-O-T-F-A dot org, Oregon Old-Time Fiddlers Association. Did something in this episode move you? Leave us a review or comment. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook for more behind-the-scenes content. This has been a Podland production in association with Vita Joe Records and Bubbaville. I'm JT. We'll be back next week with another episode of Fiddle Me This. Thanks for listening. This has been a Podland Productions production. Recorded at Downstairs Studio in Portland, Oregon. For more information on Podland and for more Podland podcasts, go to podland.productions. While you're there, subscribe to the email newsletter for sneak peeks, giveaways, and more. Thanks for listening. Podland Productions.